Everybody to the nations worldwide. This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money, living that travel lifestyle. We're your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. Join us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide to see everything that we've got going on at to the nations worldwide. We post two weekly blog posts on Monday and on Friday every week on our blog at to the nations worldwide.com slash blog and these weekly episodes every Wednesday on our travel couple podcast. So be sure to follow along to find out everything that we got going on there and uh, if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast on your favorite podcast app, you'll get this episode delivered to you every week on Wednesday. And subscribe or uh, leave us a review if you haven't already. It really helps us get this uh, podcast out there and into other people's hands. In today's episode, we're joined by Lindsay and Alex of A Foreigner Abroad. They left their 9-to-5 jobs in California to travel the world together and start their own travel brand. We talk with them about their love of Bali, practicing communication with each other, scheduling their time when traveling, and their three-hour daily routine to grow their Instagram. So without further ado, here's our interview with Lindsay and Alex. Today we are joined by Lindsay and Alexis of A Foreigner Abroad. <laughs> they are the travel couple who is who asked if there was more to their lives than working a nine to five. So they risked it all and gave it up everything to travel the world together. You can find them traveling the world online at aforeignerabroad.com. Hello, Lindsay and Alexis, and welcome to the show. Thank hey, you. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to join us here. I just want to get uh, started to get to know a bit about the two of you a little bit more and what you do. Can you give our audience a little rundown of the two of you? Yeah, babe, you go first. Yeah, sure. So um, we actually, I'll go, I'll go way back. We actually met at work. <laughs> <laughs> we were not supposed to meet people. <laughs> so um, we both work for an in-home fitness company called Beachbody. They made programs like P90X and Sanity. Anyway, Lindsay worked in production at the time, and I was in IT. And I just say that at first glance, we, uh, we weren't exactly each other's vibes. <laughs> but we were co-workers for a year and a half, and we really didn't talk to each other at all. But then we got recruited for this P90X2 test group where 40 of us worked out together every single day. You're basically locked in a room for 90 days straight. And the group became super close, like a little fitness family. So we spent three months getting ripped. And after all that, we thought to celebrate, the best way to do that would be go on a snowboard trip with the whole class. So 40 people invited. And the day of us, the day comes, and only four of us actually went. It was the trainer, the owner of the cabin, Lindsay, and myself. And that's when it all started. So uh, look, to get to the mountain, it takes five hours, it's a five-hour drive, and it just flew by. Because Lindsay and I sat in the back of the car, and we just talked the whole time about family, about friends, just about life. I realized there was a lot more to her than just a really pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we spent the whole weekend uh, together and realized, you know, there was something special there, something worth pursuing. So we did. 
and the rest is history. That's that's such a cool story. I think. (laughs) Yeah, six years ago. Yeah, we've been together six years now, so that's our amazing love story. (laughs) That that is a really cool story for sure. Now, <laughs> yeah, so when did this travel start? I mean, obviously, you started when you two met this, like, uh, this snowboarding adventure. Yeah. But when did, when did you two kind of, you know, decide that you were going to start traveling together? Well, you know, we were always honestly pretty big into travel, but mm-hmm. less, like most Americans in society, you get, you know, a solid 10 days vacation. <laughs> so we would go places, you know, for two weeks at a time. But, uh, that was honestly just not enough. And life in California for us was so, so stressful, honestly, all the time. Uh, I worked in production and I absolutely hated my work environment because my world consisted of 12 hour days, no breaks, no lunch, working on weekends and constant pressure that was ceaseless. And I really, really, really hated the stress I was put under all the time. And I was honestly really concerned for my health and well-being long-term because I was having trouble sleeping. I'd get heart palpitations and none of that was healthy. And I knew long-term, like I was actually kind of scared, like that could kill me, you know, and as all this is happening. I'm watching my best friend Colette from Romaru live the dream on Instagram because her and I had actually met at Beachbody. We both worked in production and we'd instantly connected and we were inseparable besties. But then she left to travel the world with her husband, Scott, which originally was supposed to only be a few months, but then it turned into a few years and now they make like a living off of traveling. But here I am and I'm sitting at my desk. I'm hating my life. I'm exhausted. I'm defeated. And I'm watching her travels unfold. And that's when it kind of clicked for me that there's so much more to life than this. And I wanted to like experience that for myself. So it took some convincing on the hubby, however, because he had a great paying job. He was climbing corporate ladder like a boss. Uh, But, you know, he was really worried a year of travel for him would be career suicide. Yeah. So I think I literally pressured him for about like two years <laughs> until gotcha. he finally caved. And one day he was just like, all right, you're right. We should do it. We should quit our jobs and like, let's follow this through. So here we are. We gave up everything to be free and to explore and to roam as we please. And we're finally going to those places that we had fantasized about, you know, and that we'd only like read in books or travel brochures. Um, We took our lives into our own hands, you know, and got to write our own story for once. And now we, you know, it's kind of awesome because we can one day look back and know that we lived our best life while sharing our wild and crazy adventures with you guys. And then, you know, be like, hey, kids, remember when we were cool? Look at these cool photos. <laughs> Mom and Dad were dope, like 20 years ago. <laughs> now, now, how long ago was it that you guys decided to do this? On, I would say two and, two and a half years, three years? Two, two years ago. Two and decided. a half years ago, maybe. Yeah. To do, like, to actually, because it was a long time in coming. We decided two and a half years ago to start the brand. You know, the travel brand, because we saw that's what Scott and Colette had done, and it seemed to be really working for them. So we were like, yeah, I think we could do that. Like, I love taking photos. We go cool places. Why not <laughs> Why not start documenting it? Um, and then, yeah, we've started planning the details 
about a year and a half ago for like flight stuff like that. And saving. But it, yeah, we started saving right at that like two and a half year mark because we knew this this was going to cost a chunk of change. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it, so what came first? Was it always, you know, you were going to start a blog and an Instagram and all this at the same time? I mean, honestly, the no. blog, not so much. It was just Instagram at first. Which we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we'll make an Instagram. We take cool photos. We had no idea how much work it was at the time. And um, yeah. then we started like, hey, we should probably make a site so we can make blog posts that are connected to our Instagram and do a little bit more. Because a story is a story is a thousand words, but a thousand words is also a really good story. So we gotta we wanted to cross over and do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think too, you know, Instagram is such a great platform for photos, but we we were hoping to make our travels cheaper by partnering with hotels and tour companies. So in order to do that, we were offering things like promotional videos or blog posts, you know, or photo packages, which we still offer today. And that worked really well for like an exchange of service. So we're not necessarily getting paid, but we get to do these awesome things for free. But then we needed a platform to put those assets on Mm -hmm. to show other clients, hey, check this out. You know, like, look at what we did for these hotels in Indonesia. So that's when we kind of decided that was about a year and a half ago to create a really cool site to start building a blog so that we uh, could kind of build out our reputation and look more credible. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Nice. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but I want to start talking about your travels a little bit and where you guys have been. But to start this this part off, I like to ask a simple two-word question to all of our guests. It's a simple question, but it has such a complex response. That is, why travel? Ooh. I mean, personally for me... This is how I look at life. I mean, everyone works their buns off, right? And you you save and you want to build your future. But everyone looks forward to that two-week vacation that they get each year. That's like the highlight to your year. I feel like most people work to travel. And I think for us, like travel is a really great like release. You truly feel stress-free and you get to experience other cultures and meet new people. And I wanted that for us. You know, I wanted to just be able to let go of all the stresses, you know, behind and go and experience the world. I wanted to grow as a person and I wanted to grow in our experiences. And travel was the answer to do all of that. What about you, babe? What do you think? I would say even if you only get to those two weeks, travel gives you a chance to be who you your best self. You strip away the stress, you strip away the expectations and the daily requirements you have to do, you know, take out the trash and you get to go out and be exactly who you want to be and discover more about other people and about yourself. And so travel makes you grow, not overnight, but bit by bit you change and you get to discover who you really are and who you want to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, great answers. And I like that you guys talked about, you know, growing through travel and all these experiences all these experiences really help you grow together. It really does. hundred percent. You know, we're different. We've only been traveling six months, mm-hmm. but we're already so different, you know, than the people we were when we left. Much more relaxed. In a, in a much better way. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> now, where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And where are you traveling to next? Ooh, all right. Well, we just came from Vietnam which was amazing. And we're now in Japan. We're making our way. We did Tokyo, yep. then Nikko, 
Now we're in Kyoto for yep. a while, using it as a home base, and then we're going to Hokkaido for the winter festivals. Yeah, look that up, guys. Sapporo Winter Festival. They have ice castles. They have music. They have sake. So uh, <laughs> sold. Yep, we're going. We're going. And then uh, we're going to Morocco next, and we're going to be doing uh, some camel trekking two times, yeah. uh, some sandboarding, and some spice markets. Ooh. So we've got some pretty solid things lined up. Incredible. Yeah, we loved Morocco. And where, what, what cities are you traveling to in Morocco? We're doing Marrakesh for, I think, like 10 days. And one of my best friends is actually flying out to meet us. So that's, that's going to awesome. be a blast, an absolute trouble. Uh, then we head to Fez for a few days. And we're going to do another camel trek out of Fez because yeah. why not? And then, babe, take it away on the third. So I butcher this name every time. We're going to uh, Chefchaouen, the blue city in Morocco. That's right. It's like in the Atlas Mountains. It's a little city that's, I mean, tourism exists there, but it's not super common. It's all painted deep blue. It's like the exact opposite oh, it's incredible. of Santorini. It's actually going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it yeah. looks like a Smurf exploded. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great, great, great exa- awesome. uh, explanation of it, for sure. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're pretty excited. So that'll be really fun. Because we've everywhere we're going, we've actually never been to. So each place is so new and unique for us. So it's really we're really amped. Mm-hmm. And, and what about your travels in Vietnam? What did you get to uh, when you were there? Ooh, take it away, Ben. Uh, we started in Saigon, or Ho Chi Minh City, and we uh, explored the city itself. We did this really cool food tour. Yeah, that right? was epic. Called, and we're gonna plug them. We don't, we didn't work with them. Um, we yeah, just we, like them. We paid for this, but yeah. it was worth it. It's called EXO Food Tours, and what they do is they take you all around the city to experience different foods. But what they do that's different from most is they don't take you around just the center. You get on a scooter and they take you to all these different districts, very Hunger Games, yeah. uh, within the city. And so you get to see the old school district, the uh, Chinatown district, the modern expat district, and all these the things. The mafia district. That was fun. That's right. I, well, was, mafia. I was only minorly terrified. <laughs> I was like, cool, we can leave now. They have the best seafood. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's really cool. But you really got to see all these different sides of Saigon, which was really, really cool. And it's all by scooter, which is scary and awesome. All of the same time. And then, what else? Um, and we went to Hue. We went to Hue, which was really, really cool. Yeah, that was a little bit more chill for us, Hue. We actually had to get caught up on work there. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of like bunkered down. But then we went to Hanoi. The Hue. Oh, you're Hue right. Next. You're right. And He's Hue good. is where He's they good. have the Lantern Festival. And it just, it's just got a really cool vibe where the city, city during the day, it's a nice city. Yes. Yeah, but then at nighttime, it just comes alive, yeah. which we realized pretty quickly is a lot of Vietnam. When we went to Hanoi, same thing. During the day, quiet little city. I mean, the traffic and the honking is, never stops, but it's pretty quiet. And then at nighttime, they close streets. Everyone goes out on the street and plays games, hangs out. They have festivals. We actually did New Year's Eve and Christmas there, and it was a <laughs> rocking good time. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, it was like the biggest rave you've ever seen. They had three <laughs> massive concerts set up in the street with like techno music and crazy lasers we were i was blown away i mean it was our dream come true but i was shocked that like 
the entire uh, civilization of that area <laughs> came out and were just raging, you know, within just a three block radius. Three old kids holding beer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really fun time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pretty epic. But that, that was super fun. Yeah, Vietnam was really special. And we got to explore Ninh Binh, which is where they That's right. filmed, uh, like, King Kong, Skull Island or something like that. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> but it looks like Jurassic Park. It's just absolutely gorgeous. They call it the Halong Bay on land. But the... The rock formations and the garados, I can't even begin to explain it. it, was one of the coolest things we've ever seen. Definitely highly recommend. And, yeah, that was off the charts. And Halong Bay. Forgot. You oh, did yeah. Halong Bay, which oh, was yeah. really cool. We actually did that, too. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Nice. Halong Bay, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, obviously, you two have been to lots of different places together. And with travel comes many different types of experiences that we like to talk to about talk to you about on this podcast, just starting with what has been your most rewarding travel experience together? The experience that really opened your eyes to this lifestyle of travel or that really brought you two together through travel? That's actually super easy. Yeah. Uh, hands down, Komodo National Park. It's kind of, it's started to blow up on Instagram. You have to go. So we went on a three-day island hopping cruise. We got to trek with Komodo dragons. They are scary. <laughs> Swim with manta rays. They are majestic. <laughs> and visit uh, like some pink sand beaches, some black sand beaches. And just we went to visit, uh, we visited Padar Island. Yeah. It's just it was an epic time, and it was so stunning. The like naturally, it's just an incredible place. But then you also really get to connect with the whole reason you travel. We went to a fisherman village where the locals don't have power. They just that's not even a conversation they have. They're just like, no, this is it. We have our diesel motor to go in and out, and that's it. And really got to experience a whole different side of life, and it was just. Yeah, that was a magical trip. That was a magical trip. We got to uh, do some snorkeling on that three-day adventure. And we kid you not, the snorkeling there was better than the Great Barrier Reef. Because it was actually, you know, it was kind of sad with global warming. The Great Barrier Reef is definitely dissipating. Um, And it was kind of alarming for us because when we went, we had gone twice and all the coral was dead. I didn't see any rainbow-colored coral. I think we saw one piece of purple coral, one which is terrifying. You know, we covered some serious ground snorkeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, there's tons of colorful fish, which was gorgeous, but there was just the coral was dead. But then we go to Komodo National Park and it was what you had expected, you know, to see in the Great Barrier Reef. Just these rainbow corals that I've never seen so vibrant and so vast. And the marine life was just crazy. I mean, we saw, you name it, we saw eels, uh, all kinds of colorful fish. Some of the barracuda. Yeah, Alex swam towards a barracuda. <laughs> I don't think safe, but he did it. We saw like reef sharks. I mean, it was wild. You name it. We saw stingrays, manta rays, all the rays. It was yeah. it was pretty awesome. That kind of ties into uh, a thing about travel too is that we did not expect the snorkeling in Komodo National Park. We knew it was going to happen. We didn't expect it to be that pretty, and we expected it from Australia. A lot of when you're traveling, you kind of have these preconceived notions no matter where you're going. Because we all, you know, we can all Google and Instagram places now, but it's never what you expect. Mm -hmm. And it's usually better, but just not in the way you had planned, which is it's kind of cool. It's a cool experience. You get there and you leave. And it was only three days that we were there, but it felt like it somehow felt too short. And like we'd been there for months, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, how much we got done? Also, oh, no, we have to go back. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah, yeah it, it sounds like you guys had such an amazing experience there for sure. That oh, sounds yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, we definitely plan on going back, hopefully yeah. before it blows up. Because we felt like we had it all to ourselves, which was really nice. That's yeah, and that's what you want when you travel that that time together yourselves, and it it just seems like an untouched place at the time when you're visiting. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. Now turning this in another direction, uh, with travel, of course, comes those moments that maybe you'd like to forget but maybe you can look back on and laugh at you know those awkward embarrassing or hilarious travel experiences do you have one that you'd want to share we we do you know we actually put a lot of thought into this we were uh you know believe it or not we actually haven't had any awkward or embarrassing travel instances yet i'm sure they will come but we haven't (laughs) had one yet but we did have one that was actually quite hilarious so I'll share that with you guys. But, uh, you know, if I'm being completely honest, Thanksgiving for us, uh, you know, this past year was really, really tough because we felt so disconnected from family and friends. It was the first time, you know, we weren't with family and we were in a place we were in Bali and it wasn't like people were having turkey dinners, you know, so it was uh, it was a little isolating and it was really, really hard. So we had, you know, after that day chatted and we're like, you know what, you know, to prevent us from feeling this way again, let's go big on Christmas. Like, let's do something fun. Let's go all out. (laughs) So we end up like Christmas rolls around. We end up buying these super cheap red Santa hats. Like I think mine had reindeer on it. I mean, they were so ugly, but they were awesome. And we booked a tour to Tom Cochran you know, which uh, as I mentioned prior, it's like the Halong Bay on land. And we booked this cruise that takes you through all these crazy rock formations and rice fields. And you even go through these limestone grottoes. I mean, it was so freaking cool. So here we are, we're sitting in the studio and we're floating down this river and there's literally hundreds. I mean, there's, there had to be a hundred boats out with like, you know, two people in each boat mm-hmm. and we're doing the pageant wave shouting, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. <laughs> and every, like to every person cruising. I mean, we didn't let, Anyone feel neglected. We did it to everyone. And then we sang Christmas carols in between at like the top of our lungs, <laughs> causing a complete scene on this river. But it was actually awesome because everyone loved it. I mean, people were laughing. People were taking photos of us. We had people yelling Merry Christmas back. People were joining us singing, recording us. I mean, it was comical, but it was such an epic way to spend the holidays and we had so much fun that it was so very different than our uh, Thanksgiving experience. Yeah. And it was it was real. That was actually really, really special for us. Yeah, that that sounds awesome. That sounds like such a great way to, you know, connect with what you miss back home, because it's something that a lot of couples haven't really brought up on this podcast is that when you're out there traveling for, for this long term, you kind of you kind of miss some things from back home. And they, if you, yeah. you you miss them again and again and again, it starts to really pile up for sure. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. We're missing a couple of weddings, which is really hard yeah, for us, that kind of thing. And when, especially the holidays, when you get to watch, you go on Instagram and you see, oh, look, there's my brother and his and our parents, and they're all together. And you know, you're not there, and that that eats away at you a little bit. But you can also sing your feelings away. That's our biggest lesson here. <laughs> yeah. Just for sure. Yeah. And uh, interact with strangers, and maybe you won't feel as bad. <laughs> yeah. In my rule book, uh, Jingle Bell Rock cures everything. So. Nice. 
so again, turning this into another direction from before, uh, do, with travel comes so many different experiences, good and some bad. And I want to get into a bad experience with the two of you. What has been maybe your worst travel experience together? All right. <laughs> so this actually happened fairly uh... recently in Saigon. It's an incredible city, as we said before. But the rules in Vietnam are there are no rules. Crossing a simple street can become a life or death situation. The stoplights are more like suggestions that everyone ignores. Red lights mean nothing. So one night, we're coming back from dinner, and we have to cross a 10-lane freeway, five lanes each direction, and there is no other way to get home. There is, in theory, a crosswalk, but no one ever stops or slows down for pedestrians. So you, you kind of have to time your crossings right. So that said, we get there. We get to this crosswalk, and there are hundreds of cars, buses, and scooters, and they're just buzzing through. And so we have to take our chances and walk across, like we always have to. Because in Vietnam, you just commit, and you cross. Otherwise, you're stuck there, because traffic never stops. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, if you stop in the middle of the street, you can get really hurt, because people are anticipating your next move. So you have to maintain your pace, you have to trust mm-hmm. the flow of traffic, and your footsteps. The problem this time, however was about halfway across, a bus and a car are barreling towards us, and they're picking up speed. We thought they might slow down so we can cut in front of them, but they just speed up, and they're coming towards us, so I just yelled, stop. And we both stood perfectly still, mid-walk, which you're not supposed to do, in the middle of this 10-lane freeway, and the bus and the car split at the last second, literally sandwiching us. They missed our faces and our buns yeah. by about five inches. Honestly, even like less. It yeah. was absolutely terrifying. I thought we were going to die. Yeah, Lindsay was definitely, she was shaking after. Uh, I mean, you were almost both brought to tears. Yeah. I was a little shaken up after that. Cause it was, it, it was so not exciting. I thought we were going to get run over. Yeah, it was, it was terrifying. So uh, anyway, from yeah. then on we avoided crossing streets. Yeah, we just like kept everything into like a one block radius. Yeah. <laughs> after that, and I was like, how? Like after that point, it became like, how many streets do we have to cross to get to X, Y, and Z? And then we'd have like a post mortem if it was worth it or not. So, yeah, that was uh, that was scary. But yeah. Like, it only happened one time, so you know, no buses have tried to run us over since then. <laughs> Now, the reason why I ask about all these different experiences and everywhere you've traveled is to get a sense of, you know, what you guys have been through together. And obviously, you've been through a lot together. Um, and traveling together it, itself can be difficult and it can be extremely, extremely rewarding. But how do you feel travel has affected your relationship together? You know, I would say, if anything, it's actually funny. You spend so much time with this person, right? I mean, I'll be honest. We we thought we would have a lot more alone time when we left. Like, we're both big gym rats. We thought we'd go to the gym and, like, split up and, like, you know, do our thing or go on walks or, like, go to a coffee shop and the other person stays back. But we have been traveling now over six months, and we've only been apart, I think, eight hours with that said i'm which we're like wow that's really that's is that even healthy but the funny thing is i mean we've just we've been so busy that like time hasn't even allowed for that uh solo time because we constantly we're keeping up with the brand and we're trying to see things 
But with that said, spending so much time together is actually brought us really, really close. Like Mm -hmm. we, I mean, I loved him so much before we left, but I feel closer to him more now than ever. And you know, the one nice thing about traveling as a couple is we have each other because travel, you know, in my opinion can be lonely at times if you're by yourself, but we always have each other to rely on and he's my best friend and he keeps me safe. So even, you know, in situations where I'm slightly uncomfortable, which can totally happen, especially in like some third world countries late at night and you're in an alley. (laughs) I know, you know, he'll protect me. And he always reassures me that everything's going to be okay. So it makes it really easy for me to trust him and just go with it. We actually just saw a friend, our first friend while traveling in a long time. And she actually mentioned, she goes, I'm surprised by how well you guys get along. You've been (laughs) together every hour for so long. I kind of expect you guys to be on each other's nerves. I'm like, I think it kind of goes one way that either you end up fighting all the time or I don't know. I like her now. Nice. Nice. It, it it really shows I mean, it's really evident your guys' love of travel and obviously that has really brought the two of you together. And uh I mean it's really it's evident in the way you guys speak and the way you guys talk about travel and the way you talk about each other for sure. Thank you. Now, when planning a trip, who takes care of what? Because there's so much that goes into the planning of these trips and also, uh, you know, managing your blog and, and contacting uh, brands and other, other people. But we'll get into that part of it later. Let's just talk about planning a trip. Who takes care of the flight, the hotel, the itinerary? What, what goes down with that? You got it. These are good questions. Uh, well, I plan the big level items like what countries we're going to go to and when. So I figure out the order. Then I figure out what cities we want to see within those countries. Uh, I plan out the dates for those cities, what we should see. And then I also plan all of our flights. So I'm like the overarching larger items things. And I'm the on the ground man. Uh, I plan what we're going to do once we've arrived, along with how to get from point A to point B. For example, I do hotels, like our daily itinerary of like where we're going to hit, that kind of thing. I also, I handle public transportation, for example. If you put Lindsay on a bus, she's brilliant, but you would never see her again. Bye. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not strong on buses or trains or segways, really anything. <laughs> <laughs> execution. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're a good team. It's a, per- it's a perfect balance between the two of us. Moving on now. What is the best destination that you two have been to that you would recommend to another couple very similar to the two of you? So the same interests and everything. Where would you recommend that couple to go? All right. Everyone, go to Bali. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's all over us. I honestly was kind of worried that it wouldn't live up to the hype. I've seen every travel couple go there. Mm -hmm. But it's everything in Bali is just, it's so whimsical and romantic, and I love that I'm saying this, <laughs> but it just, it feels like a never-ending honeymoon. We really recommend it for couples who love tropical destinations, but it's it's also got culture. The people are so kind. So kind. It's The food is amazing. Mm-hmm. The, the natural landscapes are stunning. It's just everything about Bali is amazing, and it's one island, 
And so you think like, oh, cool, I'll knock it out in one week. You will not. It is <laughs> massive. We were there for a full month. Yeah. And we barely scratched surface. It's just an incredible place. And we, we can't recommend it enough. Yeah. It's it. Absolutely incredible. And there's so much to do. I mean, it's easily, you could crank, you could do two months and still not see everything, but highly, highly recommend. If, if somebody's going to Bali, what do they absolutely definitely need to do? They can't miss. What is it? We'll tag team this one. This is good. Well, let's see. I mean, shameless plug. If you guys want to check out our website, we list out (laughs) quite a good, a lot of things that are incredible, but uh, off the top of my list. Oh my gosh. We were busy literally almost every day for 30 days and felt like we didn't see enough. Um, I mean, the thing is, if you go to like Seminyak and Kuta, that's going to be a little bit more touristy. That's big on like the party scene. So if you're younger and that's your vibe, which is totally chill, uh, that might be something that you're interested in. We didn't love that as much because we were more into like experiencing the culture. We wanted to be immersed in nature. So we loved Ubud. I mean, Ubud is like this garden oasis uh, there's so many incredible little like hipster coffee shops and healthy restaurants. I mean, the food there was just exquisite. Um, they had a place there called Yo Barn. We're not even big yogis, but like, tell me, was it not like incredible? I, so, we had like life altering mo- like experiences there. Yeah, we went, we got a multi-day pass, uh, which was expensive for Bali, but still way cheaper than in the U.S. And we ended up doing, and this is going to sound as granola as it comes. <laughs> We did um, a, a hatha yoga. We did a couple of those classes. Then we did mindfulness meditation. We did a Tibetan bowl class, which was amazing. Like, I'm big into meditation, but I was oh, kind yeah. of I wanted to get Lindsay into it, and we just laughed, and it was just so zen. And the yoga classes are in tree houses. Oh, that's right. It's like so the birds are like humming in the backdrop, and then one day the rain was coming down, and I was just like, God. Am I in heaven? Like, what is this? <laughs> it was awesome, you know, but it, there's places like that everywhere. And Bali's super well known for their waterfalls. We only got to see, I think, three, but we missed like their top 15. So, I mean, just the water, like you can go on a waterfall tour to keep yourself busy for three weeks. Um, you know, we visited some incredible temples, the beaches there are these gorgeous white sand beaches with like ice blue waters. I mean, and it's just, it is exactly what you epitomize for like the perfect tropical destination. There was just so much to do. We even uh, jetted over to uh, Nusa Penida and Munduk. And so, Oh, and Munduk. Yep. And we saw the, uh, the famous T-Rex beach called take it away, babe. I butcher this name every time. uh, Kalinking. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. I know you asked us about one thing, but clearly we love Bali because we recommend everything. Oh, they're just, it was so amazing. Yeah, there's, I could go on forever. Go, go to Ubud, yeah. start there, and then yeah. make, that's, that's my tip. Go to Ubud and go from there. Yeah. <laughs> Check out Munduk if you love coffee and waterfalls. Like, well, there's just, each city offers its own, uh, you know, unique perspective. And um, Bali just is so enticing for so many travelers in so many different ways. So, definitely, definitely worth a visit. You guys have lots of great posts on these on your blog. So, I'm going to link them in the show notes page. So, if any of our listeners want more information on this, you're going to know exactly where to go. This is why we love you. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you two have any more advice for a couple out there and travel in regards to the relationship? Do you have any more advice about that couple that's going out there traveling, maybe for the first time? Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. 
we thought about this. Make sure you practice communication before you leave. Mm -hmm. Things will not always go according to plan. They usually won't actually, yeah. which can be super stressful. So you need to be willing to talk to each other and figure out solutions on the fly. Otherwise, you'll hold on to resentment and you'll let things fester. Mm -hmm. And it's harder to practice that when you're under stress than beforehand. So we regularly check in with each other to avoid unnecessary stress, arguments, or anything like that. But we practiced that before we left. Mm -hmm. And we still weren't all, we were good. We weren't perfect when we left. And we'll never be perfect. But we keep getting better and better. Just, I know every single relationship blog out there tells you to communicate. But there's a reason it's a cliche. It's you need to talk all the time. And we clearly talk all the time already. <laughs> but talk to each other and listen to each other. It's super important. Yeah. Good communication is really key. You know, just so you can be on the same page about absolutely everything. You know, so it definitely he's still on on mark with that. Killed <laughs> nice. it, babe. Yeah, definitely. And and I couldn't agree anymore with communication. It's extremely important, not just uh, traveling, but in your relationship in general, for sure. Yeah. And I want to just dive into your blog, your Instagram, everything that you've got going on. But to start this off, I want to talk about the title of your blog, A Foreigner Abroad. Where did that name come from? So, Take it away, babe. Take it away. He, Alex is the creative genius. I'm going to give him full credit. <laughs> um, I am the pun master supreme, which is probably not a good thing. But he loves a good pun. The idea was, um, so I'm from France originally, not the U.S. And so it's a foreigner abroad. And the idea was, first of all, I'm a foreigner. And she's a lovely lady. Uh, we realized later yeah. on that broad can mean different things. I thought broad meant female. So we thought that was great. Like, he's a foreigner. I'm a female. Turns but then we realized... Broad means bad things in Australia. And oh. Yeah, so. I guess it's a little more uh, promiscuous. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to stop announcing so, that part. <laughs> this, this, the second layer of the name is that whenever you're traveling, you're always the foreigner. You always stand out. And that was my experience moving to the States. And now we get to share that experience. We're yeah. constantly foreigners going abroad. Yep. Yeah. Which is awesome. You know, so it's a cool play on words. Definitely. Now, with, with you know, managing a blog and posting on Instagram and managing all these social media platforms, it's a lot of work. And so is traveling and planning your trip and all of this. Where do you guys get the time to do all this? I mean, honestly... There is so much involved in creating like a travel brand that we way more than we ever could have imagined, but it's been a good learning curve. But, you know, because there is so much, we're actually a great team because we divide and conquer all of our responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So I write all of the blog posts. I edit all of our photos for Instagram and the website and any other platform, you know, Facebook, et cetera. Uh, and then I also handle our Instagram in terms of grid content and stories. So that's usually me if you're talking on Instagram. Hey guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I used to be a producer at my last job in production. So I also produce all of our videos that my wonderful hubby then edits. Yeah, I do all of our video editing. Uh, I manage the website, the creating it, updating it, that kind of thing. I do the data management and client relations. I basically <laughs> run all of our marketing and finances. That's how you can tell I'm the fun <laughs> one. <laughs> nice, nice. But we, we basically like, you know, split wise, we split a lot of uh, managing Instagram and yeah. Facebook because that in itself is like a full-time job. 
you know, between answering messages, comments, liking other posts, liking comments, like <laughs> it's just so much all the time. And then Alex handles the drone, especially like he just handles everything with the drone because if I touched it, <laughs> I'd crash it. So I'm not allowed to be within like a five foot radius, <laughs> but uh, we both share the responsibility of filming with our GoPro and gimbal because we actually both really like to film. Mm -hmm. And then uh, photography wise, I actually used to be the primary shooter, but now we both shoot, which is awesome because Alex started to show me that he like has this very good eye. He's like a natural. So I would just give him some tips and tricks that I would use just to make the photos, you know, slightly better, like minor adjustments. And now uh, we both shoot, but he manages the camera like majority of the time. And he does such a great job. I'm like, take it away, baby. Mm. Thanks, babe. Nice, nice. Now, did you two kind of fall naturally into these positions, or was this something that took a little bit of time getting used to and, and testing uh, each other's skills in these different areas? That's a good question, and the answer is both. Uh, <laughs> so we kind of fell naturally into originally, like, oh, she loves photos, she'll do that. And, and then I, I enjoyed filming, um, but... They, they've shifted over time. As she mentioned, she was the main shooter, and now I'm the one that handles the camera all the time. So they're ever-changing, and the way I see it really is that there's so much to do, and it's never all going to get done on time if one person is solely responsible. So while yeah. she does most of the Instagram stories, for example, I'll jump in and do video stories to help out because I'm more comfortable with that, and we'll just pick up the slack wherever needed. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's ever-changing. Uh, she's definitely a better writer and editor and shooter than I am anyway, but if she ever needs the help, the I'll students. jump in. And then vice versa, where if we have a deliverable that's due to today, for example, and something to do color correction, she's going to jump in and manage the clients. It's mm -hmm. just, it's a little bit of both. But um, Yeah, we tag team if we need to. Because yeah. like I used to do client relations, but then Alex helped streamline that. So then he kind of took that over. But it is kind of nice. I would say everything besides video editing, we can both share the responsibilities on. But if you give me like Premiere or Final Cut Pro, I'll probably break it. So. But it's, yeah, it's really nice. You know, it's a nice balance between the two of us. And it's uh, we do make a really good team. Nice. Yeah, it, it's obvious that you guys have really found your flow together in, in managing all of this because it really, really is a lot of work. And we try to stress that in our in our interviews for our listeners that – you know, it's not just a photo that gets posted on Instagram. There's so much that goes be uh, it goes on in the background to creating that photo and getting that post out there and everything. Oh yeah, so much. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely. You know, our advice to people looking to get into this is just be willing to put in the time. You know, because it, it looked like Scott and Colette made it look so easy when I would sit at my you know, my desk job, you know, posting photos. And then we started doing it. And uh, we realized, you know, Instagram is like a three hour a day deal yeah. just to keep your, you know, your numbers consistent because um, engagement is so important. And you have, you know, content is king and you have to put in the hours to keep that engagement up. Yeah. And you you need to continually bring in new content, you know, so we have to post like five times a week be on three hours a day while traveling, while writing blogs, while posting videos, you know, it's, it adds up, you know, so, but as long as you go in with the mindset, knowing I'll have to stay driven and really work hard for this, as long as you're expecting it, then it shouldn't come at a surprise. And it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. But you just, you have to have that mindset knowing 
you know, like this is going to be a lot of work, but it's work that I'm willing to do. It's, it's more of a career change than it yeah. is quitting your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's literally, it feels like this is our new career path, <laughs> but it's actually a career for once that we both enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that's the thing behind it, right? It's, it's that kind of getting enjoyment out of what you're doing as opposed to grinding it out back at home for sure. 100%. Now, yeah. you you said three hours back there uh, is, the, is the amount of time that you need to put into it every day. And it's funny because that's come up in so many of our interviews, three hours, uh, again and again and again. It seems to be like this magic number. Um, can you tell, can you give a little glimpse into how you guys manage or what you guys do in those three hours on Instagram? to uh to get this ball rolling to get you know followers coming into your account of course well i would say i'll start with this one because i'm i'm on a decent amount usually i'll put in um about an hour before a post just what i like to call warming up instagram i'm interacting with other travel bloggers i'm in interacting with that just really anyone on instagram who's yeah like people from our audience people uh from other instagrammers audiences you know just to really bring in like that interaction and that engagement and to show that we are organic we are real people you know on the other side of this platform that just want to get to know you and let you know that we're out there as well um so at the end of the day we just want to you know inspire fellow travelers to do the same so usually an hour goes into there then when we post, you have to technically be on for about an hour. And I'll let Alex speak to this, but he's usually my post hour man. Yeah, so there's prepping the post and everything else and, you know, prepping hashtags and all that. But then afterwards, the first hour after your post goes live is what really matters to most for Instagram's algorithm. Or so we think. Who knows? They change every week. Yeah. But This is our um, guest, educated guest. But. We go on and we want to make sure that if people comment on our photo or video, that they don't, they're not just post, they're throwing a comment at a blank page. We respond, we interact back with them mm-hmm. just to keep that engagement going because that's how you end up with a legit audience. Some of our followers comment on almost everything because we pop up, they love our stuff, they interact. And there are some followers who we meet on Instagram. We've like we've met up with people in real life. We have people who message us, we're like, hey, I have a question. I'm about to do this trip. Do you have any recommendations? And so you build an actual relationship. And that's, that's where awesome. it comes in. And that's, I mean, that's the point of Instagram at the end of it. It's Instagram wasn't built for you to look at someone else's photos. Only those who meant for you to make friends and interact. And that's what we really strive for. And, and like, and to speak to that, you know, uh, the third hour for us as well is really just, there's so much that goes into our stories. And like, I really try and make our stories look pretty. So those take, those take a hot minute, you know? Yeah. So I use uh, an app called unfold to kind of stylize our stories, to make us stand out. That takes time. And then, in, you know, throughout the day, I try and keep us relevant, you know, and still uh, popping up on people's feeds. So I'll check in, you know, every few hours and do some commenting, do some liking, post some stories. So that's I mean, it's definitely three hours minimum. Some days four, some days five. <laughs> but we've, we've actually tried to find I used to be on like five to six. But then we try to strike a balance of like, all right, let's let's aim for three. Because at the end of the day, we're still here to travel. We're not here to Instagram the whole time, you know? So it's just finding that perfect balance of running our brand, but also experiencing the places that we want to experience because that's the whole point we left in the first place. I think I think that magic number, the three hours you keep hearing, is I don't think it's a number because it's the best number of hours. It's the perfect balance between your sanity 
and Instagram yeah. success. Cause you, you could, <laughs> you could spend 12 hours a day and your Instagram yeah. would do much better. Like we know that, mm-hmm. but then you'll be spending 12 hours a day on Instagram. We, it's not worth it to yeah, us. It's like not willing to stack three hours stuff. more if we can. But yesterday we spent all day exploring Kyoto and it was amazing. But then we spent some time on Instagram. You can't, you can't let it control your life. <laughs> Yeah, it's a balancing act like yeah. everything else. Now, yeah. balancing all of this workload, uh, you know, your your time on Instagram and writing that blog post and also dealing with these clients uh, that you're reaching out to, where do, how do you schedule this into your day? Do you guys wake up nice and early, get some work done, go traveling, come back home at nighttime and get some more work done? Or do you schedule like block days that you just do nothing but work and then the next day maybe you'll travel all day? How do you schedule all this? Very good question. You know, we honestly kind of mix it up depending upon uh, client deliverables. Typically, what we try and do is front load our day because we still want to see all these incredible places. And we try and go into each country with the mindset that we might not be able to return again. So we want to see it all and we don't want to miss a beat. So usually we'll front load the day and we'll explore, you know, like six to eight hours in the morning. So we'll get up a little bit on the earlier side. We'll go out, you know, from like nine to four, nine to five, but then we'll come back. And then that whole evening, if we need to, we'll work whether that's Instagram, writing blog posts, videos, but we try and kind of set that up so that we can have our cake and eat it too. You know, that way it's a proper balance, just like everything else of seeing what we want to see, but also getting our deliverables done. And we, uh, we divide it up at night that way, even if we're only able to allocate a few hours, at least we can do a few hours each day so that the work is spread out and it's a little bit more attainable uh, to get done in a timely fashion. I also say at the end of the day, flexibility is key. There are, so most days that's our goal, but there are some days where you're going to do a 14 hour tour and you're not going to be able to work that day. And that's mm-hmm. okay. Just accept that. And if you, if you, if you see us not post on a weekday, it's probably because we're out doing a tour or something like that. But there's other days to make up for those where you work for a couple more hours in a day. It's just, it's all about being flexible and making it work. Totally. And we, we've also had days like we actually did that in Kyoto. We were trying to, f- finish up some client deliverables for Vietnam and we had a deadline. So we just stayed in all day and we went out for lunch, you know, to get some fresh air and at least like leave the apartment. (laughs) But uh, there are some days where we just bunker down, you know, to make sure we hit our deadlines and we get so much done. So that way we can, you know, enjoy the next set of cities, you know, elsewhere. Um, But yeah, we really try and put travel first, no matter what we do. Definitely. And I like you guys keep bringing up these these two topics is balance and flexibility. And I think those are just key. Even if you're just going to travel, it's extremely key for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, If you're going to be doing long term travel, and this is a thing that no one really warned us about. Let's say you're going to travel and not do a brand. You're just going to travel for six months. That's wonderful. And I'm so excited for you. But you need to schedule or at least have rest days. You can't travel like you're on vacation for six months straight. You're going to get sick. You're going to get tired. And it might fall at an unfortunate time. So just yeah, make sure out. you pace yourself because you will burn out. Yeah, that happened to us in Bali. We, we got a little aggressive the first three months of our trip and like tried to do all the things. And by the end of Bali, we were actual zombies. Yeah. <laughs> so... We, but we learned, you know, it's all, it's all learning experience and process. And so we just learned, okay, like let's allocate some rest days in there, or let's try not to hit so many cities within a country. Let's slow it down a little bit, you know, so you kind of adjust as you go, but those are helpful 
tips and tricks, you know, for people thinking of long-term travel just to be mindful of so you can really enjoy a place how you should. Definitely. Great advice. And uh, do you guys have any more advice you would share to that couple that wants to start this type of lifestyle, that wants to, you know, go after, uh, start their Instagram, start their blog, and get out there and travel long-term? Any more advice for that couple? Um, yeah, I'll step on on this one. Um, you know, it's actually funny you you ask this, but we're currently working on our platform uh, to kind of build out this how-to series for fellow travelers because so many people ask us, how the heck do you guys do what you do? Like we, you know, we have so many questions. We want to do the same. How much do you save? Where do you start? How do you quit your job? You know, all these different things. So we actually decided to come up with this platform that helps people kind of not only figure out where to go in their travels, but how to get there. So it's basically like a tell all on how to travel for short and long term travel. So, you know, in the next I'd say in the next few months, because it's quite a large project, (laughs) but we'll be kind of building a ready, set, go module and breaking it, it into these like three major parts, you know, where the ready part is how to budget for travel. You know, how much do you save? Uh, how to plan your trip, like countries, flights, cities, all of that. We can kind of help you identify your itineraries. Um, a lot of people have questions on how to pack. So we would love to break that down for our users. Then the set part is really like how to prep for departure, like the, all the things you need to know before you leave. And then the go is just how to make travel easy once you're on the ground. So it's really, you know, for for those people at home, just keep a lookout for these videos and uh, we'll really do our best to address these travel questions that so many people have and give you the tips and tricks that we've acquired along the way that we wish we'd known before leaving. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be some exciting stuff. And I think it'll be really, really helpful for uh, fellow travelers out there. It definitely, definitely will be. That's uh, something awesome to really look out for uh, from the two of you. That will be extremely helpful to, uh, I mean, people that really want to pursue this type of lifestyle because it is a uh, difficult lifestyle to pursue, lots of work, but it can be extremely rewarding. And you guys have really showed us that through your work for sure thank you thank so you. much you're the sweetest <laughs> now we're, we're having a blast we're living the journey and there you have it Lindsay and alex sharing their travel stories with you today on the to the nation's worldwide travel couple podcast and i want to say a very special thank you to our guests thank you so much guys for joining me on this episode Anytime. Thanks for having us. This was a blast. Let's let's do this again. Same time next (laughs) week. This was great. Uh, I just want to hand the floor over to the two of you and, uh, you know, let our audience know where they can reach out to you and what's the best way to to check out what's going on with you two. Hey, guys. All right. So the best way to find us is uh, at our website, aforeignerabroad.com, where we post uh, blog posts, videos regularly. Some videos are just, you know, look. Like, check out Komodo National Park. We mentioned that you should really check out that video. It's amazing. And there's some blog posts that are coming out in the next week or so. All right, let's say you're going to Kyoto, for example. What should you do while there? We're really, we're going to make your travel life easier. So our website is the best place, our best platform. And then if you want to keep up with us on a daily basis, which we'd love, we're on Instagram at at aforeigner.abroad. And we post five times a week. We respond to every message, every comment. We, you are going to be heard. We are here for you because this is our travel journey, but it could be your travel journey as well. And we want to include you in that and make sure that we all get to experience this beautiful world together. And maybe we'll meet you all up in, you know, meet up in a different country and grab a beer. (laughs) Like we're all for it. So 
No, definitely. We, we love hearing from our fellow travelers and, uh, you know, we all, at the end of the day, the entire point of our blog is to like make travel easy and to make it attainable for the average person. So definitely check us out, hit us up and uh, we'd love your support. It really means a lot to us. Thank you to all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. I cannot express my appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 47. That's this episode, episode number 47's show notes. Learn more about Lindsay and Alex and everything that they got going on over there at a foreigner abroad. Leave a comment on the page. We'll be sure to get back to you. Let us know about your travel experiences with your, uh, with your significant other. And if you'd be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there and into other people's hands. We'll make sure to consistently deliver these episodes every Wednesday. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide. (laughs) Nice. So, uh, again, moving this in a whole different direction. Uh Uh-oh. That's Uh not good. That's our fire alarm going off. Oh. <laughs> well, that so hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Hopefully, I if things. Yeah. <laughs> How good of a cook is Natalie? <laughs> <laughs>